Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Lessons with Troy, the podcast. I'm your host, Troy Bernie Meyer. This week, I'm happy to welcome back Alan Akaka for another episode of Hawaiian Steel Guitar Talk Story. We're going to kick off this episode with my attempt at playing his arrangement of the song Hinehine Kawaka. If you want to learn how to play this song, we are offering the tablature, jam track, and performance track on my other site, onlinelessonvideos.com. Also, if you're interested in learning more about playing lap steel, dobro, wisenborn, or pedal steel, be sure to check out my site, lessonswithtroy.com, where you'll find lots of downloadable video lessons and lots of free samples, too. Right now, here's the song Hinehene Kawaka, followed by my interview with Alan Akaka. Again, I'm happy to welcome Alan Akaka for another episode of Hawaiian Steel Guitar Talk Story. Let's welcome Alan Akaka all the way from Hawaii. Hey, Alan. Aloha. How are you, Troy? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. What have you been up to since we last talked? Well, still writing music, still teaching. I have all my steel guitar students from around the world that I meet every week via Skype. And of course, my students who live here locally. Um, been traveling, playing music here and there since the last time I talked to you. Uh, I had a couple trips to the outer islands, to to the big island. Uh, I went to Kona um, to perform there. Uh, two days later, I was on Kauai teaching. I have a number of students there in the class as well. So, yep, staying busy with Kekula Mele and then everything else. Plus, I have my regular gigs. Yeah, yeah. And that's you know, regular so, gig. That's is that once a week then, or? Yeah, I, I have a gig at the Marriott down here in Waikiki and the famous Duke's restaurant right on the beach at Waikiki. Nice, nice. How how often do you go to Kauai for your your classes that you teach there? I, I try to make it once a month there. Okay. And yeah, the 
try as much as possible. Um, that's if I'm not traveling somewhere else, like going to Japan or somewhere. Um, yeah. But, you know, the students there, you know, I have a great class um, and, and private students as well. Um, you know, they, when I return, they're pretty prepared. They don't just sit on their hands for four weeks and then I have to start all over again. And I can actually give them new material, help them to smoothen out what they do already. Um, or, or even in the case of one person, he wanted to learn a certain steel guitar style by a certain artist. <clears throat> and, 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 you know, it worked for me because that was the first style I learned when I was, you know, teaching myself how to play the steel guitar. Yeah. So I was, I was pretty familiar with the style. So, so I'm helping him out with that, and he's enjoying it. Nice. Nice. Now, who, who is he wanting to, to learn? What was the style? The style, it's a Roger style, and the artist is Feet, or David Feet Rogers. Uh, Feet Rogers, he's a, a major tuning, no sevens, no sixes in there. Huh. Um, and and he, uh, his style of accompaniment was more just um, single notes and arpeggios, lots of arpeggios. The difference with him, however, was he would play in certain spots and normally in the gaps between the 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 lines okay so in between phrases if you will okay he his plane was very subtle yet he could explode and just you know really take off um he he also uh utilized harmonics a great deal he was great with that in fact, even the great Gabby Pahinui mentioned that the person he enjoyed listening to most was David Feet Rogers. And, you know, a lot of us know Gabby was also an excellent still guitarist, you know, in his own right. And, but uh, Feet, you know, he, he, um, he didn't say much. He did all his speaking through his steel guitar. Yeah, yeah. He was like six foot something, and he liked to put his steel guitar like almost up to his chest. So if you can imagine being six feet something and, and having the steel guitar so high, <laughs> when I when I stood next to his steel guitar, it's like it was like up to my face. <laughs> it was so high. Um, and and I, I can understand one reason why he would he, he wanted it high is because you know, he he only had one eye. He oh. had a glass eye, and so you know it, it helped him to see, especially in a dark bar. Oh, you know? I'm sure, yeah. But he played the sweetest steel guitar. I mean, you folks out there, if you look up some of the Sons of Hawaii uh, albums, you can hear him, his style of playing. And again, he would he he wasn't a busy player, but he played in the right spots and. Um, when I talked to him, you know, I, 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 I suppose the greatest advice he came to, he gave to me was to play from the heart. Yeah. Very simple, but you know, it means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, I, I think about that when I play, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll start taking off, but you know, it's from my heart at the time. That's how I feel about the song. And, um, I'm, exposing myself my emotions my ideas and so on through my hands 
And um, so, you know, it, it was great advice from for feet. Um, so, so you know, th th there's other recordings. Unfortunately, you know, I, I, I think they're out of print, but he, he did some instrumentals which were just so beautiful, so gorgeous, so melodious. Um, it, uh, it's called uh, Slack Key and Still Guitar by Hula Records. If you can find a copy of that, you ought to get it because because Feet's, Feet did a wonderful job. Uh, th there's actually two volumes, volume one and volume two of Slack Key and Still Guitar. Feet was the artist on one. Gabby Painui was the artist on the other on Still Guitar. And it's classic Gabby Painui playing, through, playing his Still Guitar great ideas you can hear elements of slack key because since he was a slack key master you can hear elements of slack key um in in, in what he does i mean it both albums are classic and what's the titles of those albums again slack key and steel guitar volumes one and two uh by hula records okay so you might have to look on ebay uh, i'm not sure if cd baby would have that today yeah um, I, I believe it's out of print, but it's well worth a search because for Hawaiian styles, still guitar, you listen to those, you know, you feel like you're in Hawaii. And then if you start copying what they do, then, you know, you, you'll start to sound more Hawaiian, at least like a Hawaiian steel guitarist. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got to ask the question. I'm sure that, you know, it's a common question. Uh, what, why was he called Feet? What was the nickname for Good question. Well, because uh, when he was younger, he used to play barefoot football, and he was a good athlete. Barefoot football, I can imagine, you know, we're not talking about nice, manicured, grassy fields like the stadiums have. And I'm sure it was, you know, like somebody's backyard or so, someone with, you know, stones, pebbles, whatever, glass on the ground. And everybody was barefoot, and, and, and um, being that he was such a great athlete, uh, I, I guess they gave him that nickname, Feet. Uh, now, when you mean football, is this American football or soccer? Yes, we, okay. American football. Okay, gotcha. American football, so, yeah. And plus, he's, he was tall and, and so on. <laughs> but, you know, the thing about feet, you know, when you, if you didn't know him and you looked at him, you would, you, he's the kind of person you probably wouldn't want to meet in the dark alley. Really? Oh, yeah. He looks scary. <laughs> but listen to his recording you can't tell you know i mean it, it's it's like you know his his emotions his interior is, is is just so beautiful you know inside of his heart and so on the outside is kind of you know rough and so on yeah but yeah. the inside was just beautiful and what years was was um you know the the sons of Hawaii and Gabby Panui and all that around. What was that? The seventies or sixties or what was that? They were quite popular in the seventies. Okay, and, and and beyond. The group is no more. Well, kind of started the 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 um the leader Eddie Kamai is is much older. You know he's a tutu now. He can't really perform anymore, and he's the last surviving member of the group. Huh. So. All the members are gone, and any new members that came in um, throughout the years, they're gone too. Yeah, he's the only one left. Huh. So, um, they, and and you know, people talk about the Red Album, the Sons of Hawaii Red Album, and that features Gabby Painui, Feet on the steel guitar, Eddie, of course, 
uh, Joe Marshall on the bass, and a brand new member who who became a legend uh, from that point on, and, and that was Mo Kiale. Mo Kiale, who, by the way, uh, is a is the uncle to the famous Israel Kamaka Viva Ole, or brother is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there's a song that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share today that's called Hane Hane Kawaka, and brother is recorded that song. And you can find that on, on CD Baby or iTunes and, and so on. So um, so, so anyway, there, there's, there's many that uh, uh, joined the Sons of Hawaii throughout the years, and another great member or uh, another legend was Dennis Kamakahi, who wrote yeah. many songs that people sing and play today, like Wahine Ilikea, Puahone, Koke'e, um, Ehihivai, I mean, many, many songs. He wrote more than 100 songs. And, um, he, and, and unfortunately, he passed uh, at least a couple years ago. So... No. So we lost another great one. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. Hene Hene Kawaka is is the song of choice today. Okay. Um. But anyway, well, do you have any other questions? Well, you know, I have a question. Um, we haven't really talked about is um, at least in, in our lessons, you know, and I know a lot of people who maybe just getting into Hawaiian music or who know nothing about it. They know of him because of his version of uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, right? Mm -hmm. And um, anyways, when I was doing some research on him, I, I got on YouTube and saw, I guess it was his his funeral or something where all these people were in the ocean and, and uh, you know, they had a boat and they were on their surfboards and I guess they poured their his ashes into the into the sea. I mean, is that a common thing in Hawaii or is that just... It, it, uh, common, no, but... Uh... But they do do that. Um, they've done it with others too, as well. Not only brother is, but you know, he was such an icon in music. And you know, he, when he died, he he wasn't that old. Yeah, of course, somebody who's carrying around seven hundred pounds. Yeah, you know, you know, um, will struggle through life. And he did. He tried to lose the weight. He couldn't. I mean, over the years, he got bigger and bigger and bigger until he hit about 700 pounds mm. so it was hard for him to get around or even to walk very far um in fact i think i still have his his phone number you know i never had to use it all these years yeah <laughs> and and you know his his daughter his only child was one of my music students oh really yeah so that's neat so you, you know um you know i could call brother is uh and and i knew the musicians that played with him all of them yeah uh you know that to me they're all great guys and so on great musicians together um they had quite a band brother is himself you know he was a bad boy in school um i had a teacher friend who who was his teacher back you know in his area the west side we call white and i and he would go to school but he wouldn't go to class he preferred to sit under the tree with his ukulele <laughs> And she would go up to him and say, hey, Israel, come, come to class. You shouldn't stay out here. But, you know, he, it, school wasn't for him. However, in spite of all of that, he uh, was a great role model for many. You know, his ideas, he was a deep thinker. And, 
you know, when, when he was on the stage, he had complete command of the stage and his audience. And the things he said were very pono. Pono, P-O-N-O, is, is a word we use for righteous. Yeah, being pono. And, 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 you know, even when he talked about gangs and the handkerchief and the colors, he says, you know what the handkerchief is, what it's good for? It's good for blowing your nose. <laughs> you, you know, it, it, it's like, you know, come on, gang members, get with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was a message to me, you know, you don't need to do this. You know, what, what is that cloth in your head? It's just for blowing your nose. And, and um, you know, uh, when he recorded Over the Rainbow, you know, he, he did change the lyrics and so on. But I, you know, I remember he, he would go in for hours to record and he would do one song after the other or, you know, just do a song and, you know, the tape would be, you know, going and he would just do a song, you know, maybe do the song again and so on, maybe get other ideas, try it and so on. So the producer just kept all of this. And um, even after Brother is passed, you know, um, the producer was able to take some of this this uh, rec these recordings and um, add background, you know, um, rhythm, uh, you know, even um, vocal backgrounds or even an orchestra behind it. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? He, he did a fantastic job, you know, keeping Brother is alive, you know, and, and so on. So over the rainbow, you know, changing all the words, I thought at first, oh gosh, what's he doing? Yeah. But you know what? Now it's the most popular version of the song, <laughs> you know? So <clears throat> when people ask for over the rainbow, I know exactly what they're asking for. They're not asking for somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> over the rainbow. And and even the style and so on. And you know, when when I do it at Dukes, I can see people singing along. The people from Australia, yeah. from Japan, from the mainland US, people are singing along. So and, and uh in Germany, Over the Rainbow was was a top hit for well not several weeks not several months but i think more than a year you know wow. and 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 that that was incredible you know you know for uh island boy did he did uh, he was he still alive when that became real popular i think it was after his passing oh okay yeah that's too bad i think he he died i believe in the late 90s 97 if i'm correct and i i don't quite remember but uh but, but but anyway, um, in fact, I could look it up right now. <laughs> yeah. Brother is, yeah. Let me look. Oh, uh, you know what? And I'm just I'm actually on Facebook now. I, I sent out a, a note to see if anybody had any questions, and we got a question here. Hey, okay. Well, let, let, okay. Brother is. Let, let's see. Yeah. So he uh, he died in 1997. Like I said, uh -huh. yeah, June 26, 1997. Which was uh, about the same time that um, that Princess Di passed, same year. Yep. yep. Just a few months. Yeah, I mean, he, he died in June. She died, I believe, in August. So it was the same year, 97. So, okay, what's the question? Okay. Um, uh, Dan from, uh, I'm not sure where he's from, but from Facebook, asks, um, any tips for holding slash controlling the bar? He says, I always feel like I'm going to drop it. Maybe it's my overall position when playing. Uh, and then he says, tips on posture and seating. 
And then he says, love the podcast, especially Alan's history lessons. Hey, thank you so much, Dan. Okay, let me grab my trusty instrument. Sure. Okay, and... Okay. Let's see, let me put this down. Now, you know, Dan, I'm not sure what kind of uh, bar you're using, if it's a Stevens-type bar or it's one similar to mine. And uh, let's see if I can... Um, uh, let's see if I could zoom in a little. Okay. And um, holding the bar, you know, this This is the first thing that you should gain control of, holding the bar. And for a beginner, sometimes it'll take weeks because it doesn't come natural. So the first thing that when I'm teaching a beginner, first thing I tell them is to place the bar between the thumb and the middle finger like this to the part where if you turn it over it won't fall like that okay so that's the first step in controlling the bar then you place it on the strings mm -hmm. again still holding the bar in place and then the pointer or the index finger goes on top now this is important because you know this can add pressure to the strings if if a person does not have enough pressure on the strings, or if there's if the bar is light, okay, then um, you know the, the the sound that comes out may not, you know, um, let, let the, the you, you may you may get some bar buzzes and so on. However, with a little pressure, the tone changes. It gets fatter. It gets thicker, richer, and for practice, you know, go up and down like this. And make sure that the bar stays parallel with the frets, even with the frets, no matter where you are. Now, as far as posture, even where the steel guitar should be, if it's on my lap, it should always be at an angle with the steel guitar closer to my left knee. Okay. And that is so that I can navigate around my body. See, the body gets in the way. if. If it's too close, then, you know, I, I have a problem going to the high frets. If I move it around. Uh, also, another reason for that is then, you know, it's easier to keep the bar parallel with the frets with a slight angle that way. Okay? Yeah. So yeah. closer to the knee, the headstock area, closer to the knee, and so on. And, and then the other thing, too, okay, I'm not sure if, if you learned how to do slats, such as the forward slat, reverse slat. Okay, reverse meaning that the top of the bar, the rounded part, uh, goes to the left, and the bottom of the bar goes to the right. The forward slat, uh, well, the, the rounded part goes towards the right, and then the bottom of the bar towards the left, okay? So normally, when it comes to doing the reverse slant, I mean the forward slant, it's a lot easier to control. Doing the reverse slant is, in the beginning, a little difficult to control. Nice. Yeah. 
And then that vibrato that you love, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is important again, the thumb and the middle finger. So Dan, if you have any other questions, try this out. If you have any other questions, um, let let Troy know, and I I can go further. I can expound on this yeah, even more. Yeah. He had okay. mentioned about posture too. I know. Oh, posture. Yeah. Yeah. As far as posture is concerned, it's better to lean a little forward so that the you you know you're looking on top of the net this way rather than you know looking this way. And 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 the, another good reason for that is because you know when it comes to the right hand picking. The farther you lean back in your seat, you know, that, that kind of alters how you pick. When you're like this, um, you have a better vantage point of what you see and picking. So Nice. That's, you know, that's great info, actually. I, I've never taught like that, like angling the, uh, the neck. I think, man, those are great pieces of advice for sure that I, I don't think I've ever even mentioned in my lessons and the, the angles that you're talking about. Yeah, it does make a difference. Now, now that's when it's on the lap. If there's a stand, well, you know, of course you can move. You can move away from the steel guitar when you need to. Okay. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, a lot of people play a lap steel on the lap. I certainly do. Yeah. Uh, except when I'm on the stage and I need to stand. Yeah. But yeah. Well, we're we've got a, at least one more question here. Oh, okay. Uh, Ri- Great. Yeah, Richard, who asked a, a question on our last podcast, um, he says, uh, "Will Alan be doing any concerts in the mainland and hopefully close to Indiana?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I wish I could. Uh, right now, I don't have any plans, and uh, as long as there's a Cracker Barrel in the vicinity, <laughs> I would love to go there. You know, I love Cracker Barrel. Do you really? Uh, I do. I really do. Honestly, when I go to the mainland and I'm driving around, I am hunting for the next Cracker Barrel wherever I go. So anyway, anyway, um, no plans to go to the mainland U.S. Um, Not right now. Okay. I have plans to go to Japan. Uh, Of course, we have our Maui Steel Guitar Festival coming up next month, Mm -hmm. uh, April 15th through 17th and i'm going to be teaching a steel guitar camp on april 13th and 14th and then we have um and this doesn't involve any travel except for me to go to waikiki from where i live and that's uh for the waikiki steel guitar festival which is on july 16th uh and and prior to that in june on on kamehameha day june 11th uh, we're going to have a the hawaiian steel guitar festival on my side of the island the windward side at the Windward Mall. Uh-huh. So, and, and then I'll be traveling to Kauai. Um, yeah, I would love to go to the mainland US. No plans right now. Uh, other than uh, we are working on, and this is High Melon, my 501c3, my nonprofit organization. We're working on doing concerts uh, on the east, uh, on the west coast. Okay. So little by little, we're adding more steel guitar festivals to our schedule. And, um, you know, um, in order for all of this to happen, too, we have to find, you know, those who support our cause. Uh, we always uh, will accept contributions and donations from from anybody who 
who who who wants to who wants to help perpetuate the the voice of the Hawaiian steel guitar. Absolutely, yeah. And Hawaiian music too. Because steel guitars, especially from Hawaii, normally play more Hawaiian music than any other music. Yeah, we can play other things, you know, all of me or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, over the rainbow. <laughs> uh, you know, unlike ukulele players, many and, and there's many great ukulele artists today, young ones too, but uh, you hardly hear Hawaiian songs. Big difference between the steel guitar and the ukulele. Big difference. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm the type of person that, you know, I I want to um, I want to perpetuate the Hawaiian music culture, and I do it through my Hawaiian steel guitar. That's great. So now, have you okay. been have you been to yes. the uh, Fort Collins uh, Hawaiian steel guitar festival in college? I haven't yet. Someday I will go. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of going this year, but there might be something else coming up in Japan. Uh, another convention, and it's for the Hawaiian Steel Guitar Association Japan. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, so I may go to that. I'm not sure exactly when that is. I know the one uh, in in Colorado is in October, and so on. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I would love to fly over. Yeah, that's. But then the other thing I have to keep in mind too is I have a school here. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, you know, and I and I do work with my students to do at least two concerts a year, two major concerts, as well as uh, concerts here and there, you know, when when um, invited, especially at shopping centers. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I had, a, I had a question, too. You know, I've never visited Japan, and obviously you go there quite a bit. Can you tell maybe our listeners a little bit, what's Japan like when you visit there? What, what's your feel of Japan? Well, you know, you know, Japan is part of Asia, right? There's Chinese, the Koreans, Japanese, mm -hmm. and then, you know, Southeast Asia, and so on. And, and they're all very different. They're all very different. Their culture, their mannerisms, and so on. Japan is my favorite because the people seem softer and very polite, you know, with all the bowing and everything, with apologizing, even if something little happens. Um, or, or, or even... You know, saying oh, or apologizing for my trouble, just to you know find out a bit of information for them, things like that. <laughs> I, it, it feels so good to me, and the food there is great. Um, Japan's not as expensive as some people may think it is. Yeah, there are you know some high place priced uh, restaurants and hotels and so on, but you know, you know there are good deals in Japan. Um, if you want to um, tour. Uh, Japan, you can actually buy a rail pass by JR, and only non-Japanese citizens can get them. And it's a great deal because it's like um, you can ride as much as you want, wherever you want. All you do is pay for one pass, a one-week pass, two-week pass. I'm not sure if it's more than that, uh, if they have a three-week pass, but it's a great deal. Um, and, and you can find inns that are not so expensive and you know you got to check out the food be open to it you know um it, you know it, it may look weird but it tastes great <laughs> but the people are really kind there and when i go there of course i i do concerts and performances at what they call live houses bars yeah 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 um and 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 you know 
uh, of course, the people that I see are fans, people who just love Hawaiian music. Not only me, they love Hawaiian music. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and they take it quite seriously. When they get on the stage, they do their best. And, and sometimes, every now and then, I can hear a, a very familiar music arrangement. Um, or or, or, um, or I, I can detect a certain style on the steel guitar. Uh, like, like um, I have a friend who idolizes Barney Isaacs from Hawaii Calls. Yeah. And he, he sounds almost like Barney. I mean, really, really, really close to Barney. Um, and, and so on. You know, um, there are others that like to play like uh, like Saho PE and, and so on and so forth. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I notice on Facebook, I'm, and as well as you are, you know, we're friends with uh, a lot of the Japanese uh, lap steel players. They're, they're great. They're always posting... Uh, videos of themselves playing and man they practice and they really take it serious you know and, and and you'd be surprised how good many of them are really good yeah uh and 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 and, and again they're so very polite they're very kind yeah uh, you know sometimes they'll, they'll email me with a question and so on so I, I have students in japan too um it's my way of practicing my my poor Japanese language. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. So Japan, Japan. You know, I, I love going there. Uh, um, they really roll out the red carpet. They really do. Yeah, I'd love they, to visit there someday. <laughs> oh, and and it, you know, there's many beautiful places: the temples, the shrines, the countryside. Even the cities, you know, I feel so very safe in their cities. You know, um, I remember start hearing stories of you know, people forgetting like a purse or a briefcase and coming the next day and it's still there. Wow. No, uh, yeah. It, uh, don't get me wrong. There's still crime yeah. in the cities, but it's nothing like in other parts of the world. Nothing. It's very safe there. Even women are, are quite safe. Walking home like after midnight, very safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, yeah. If invited, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Well, anywhere, anywhere. Oh, for yeah. sure, for sure. I, I knew you traveled there a lot. I, I, I love getting getting your take on things like that. You know, to see what what the the inside scoop, so to speak, on on travel to Japan would be like. Yeah, and. And, you know, you can get a good deal flying over, you know, um, from Hawaii, at least, you know, the cheapest price I saw was, what, $600 over to Japan. $600, that's maybe the same cost, if not cheaper than going to the mainland U.S. from here. Wow. Depending, of course. Wow, yeah. You know, I, I, but not all, you know, it can go up to $3,000 for a coach seat, too, depending on the season. So, you know, understanding when to travel is important. But not only to Japan, but also to other places too. Yeah. Well, we're, yeah. we're running out on time. I know. I want to. I want to know a little bit more about the song that you're presenting to us this week. What? What's? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, this song is entitled "Hene Hene Kowaka." Now, I don't know who the composer is, and I don't know if anybody alive today knows who the composer is. Uh, from looking at the story, it's all in Hawaiian, of course. 
No, I shouldn't say that because the last line is for you and I. <laughs> but it, but it's just, it tells a story of jumping on a on an electric trolley car and going to Waikiki uh, to to um, go in the water there, uh, enjoying a, a plate lunch of beef stew and whatever else uh, they had on the plate lunch. I can just imagine, uh, and and it's not a single person it's a group of friends you know doing this and funny thing is uh, one of my teachers from high school who i studied under i was an independent study student for her her name is uh nona beamer we called her auntie nona her son uh two sons Kila and kapona beamer were the ones responsible for honolulu city lights which became a big hit here hmm. so so um Anyway, Auntie Nona had mentioned to to somebody, not to me directly, that she remembered as a student uh, at school, uh, hearing a, a, a group of boys doing a song like Hene Hene Kawaka. And then one day, not, I, this was last year, approximately last year or a year and a half ago, I was sitting with my dad talking story now that my dad's retired from the u.s senate you know he you know i could spend time with him here i don't have to fly to washington dc to see him <laughs> and and you know i i normally ask him questions when i visit him you know about hey what do you you know when you were growing up what did you do or so on and so forth i, I try to stay out of the politics mm -hmm. you know what he thinks of this person or that person in politics because I know he has stories about that too. <laughs> but anyway, so you know, he was telling me, "Oh yeah, you know." And, and by the way, he went to the same school that I graduated from, the same school that Antinona attended, the Kamehameha schools. So he says, "Oh yeah, you know, he would catch an electric trolley and you know, go to Waikiki when uh, going over the Alawai Canal. He would look down and he could see the water past the tracks." And he would go and surf at Waikiki and then uh, take a break. And he would get a, a, a plate lunch for 15 cents, 15 cents. And it would be beef stew, two scoops of rice and one scoop of, one scoop of macaroni salad. And then after that, he would um, catch the trolley back to um, his home. And it was uh, a nickel each way. And then it dawned on me. I went, wait a minute. This really sounds like Hene Hene Kawaka, catching the electric trolley, going to Waikiki, having a plate lunch, or, or having a beef stew lunch. So it, it sounds exactly the same. And, you know, that made me think, electric trolleys, that would have been around the 30s. That's about when my dad was going to school. Um, and I would bet the boys, and, and the odd lived in the dorms in those days. It didn't matter what island they were from. Even if they were from Honolulu, they all dormed at school. And so I can imagine the guitars coming out, the, the boys singing. And I thought, oh, this is this story is is so similar to Hen Hen and Kuaka. And and, and and it kind of made sense. It all made you know it's like, wow, okay dad. You know, and I mentioned it to him, and, and he just smiled. <laughs> you know, I don't know if he was involved in, in, in uh, singing along with those boys or even if the boys were his classmates or 
from um, you know another graduating class, but I thought, wow, this is neat. This is great. You know, um, putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. Again, you know, there's there's no composer named, but uh, but it doesn't matter. Now I know the story. That's great. That is great. And and the song goes like this. Now, you know, I, I can actually play most of the melody on a single fret. Okay. And so I use this song for our beginners. And and it's since it's such a popular song, even with the young people here, and I'm talking about even elementary school students, that it's easy to teach. So it goes like this. So I'm gonna play it in the key of G. Okay. Yeah. And it goes something like this. by them and then I do it again In the arrangement that that I wrote, um, I start with that simple figure, and then it becomes more and more involved. So if you listeners want to learn this song and learn the tab, uh, Troy will make it available uh, to you, and and um, uh, there's a backing track too. So you can play along with that. Another thing I would say is, but listen to Brother Is, listen to his recording of it. It sounds like he's having fun with it. And actually, yeah, it was a party song. When I was going to high school, we sang this song. And it, it felt like a party song. We could have a lot of fun playing it. We we, we, we could jam to it and, and so on. And, you know, when I was going to high school, we'd just um, sit, out, sit out on the balcony with instruments in hands, you know, we would pull out instruments like the upright bass and the guitar, the ukuleles, and <laughs> and 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 we would just jam song after song after song. Hen Henik Kwaka being one of the songs. Yeah, and and yeah, it would be like a party after school. Nice, just playing and singing and and so on. And so you know, we call that a kanikapila, uh, and we still do that today. In fact, uh, if you come to any of our um, Neighbor island, like the Maui and the Kauai Still Guitar Festivals, at night we have kanikapilas. So anybody who wants to join can sit in and join in the jam session. Nice. Learn a few songs, jam a few songs. Everybody is having a great time smiling, you know, with the, you know, your favorite beverage next to you. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Now is this yeah. is this the song that I heard? I think on YouTube, one of your your younger uh, students, uh, the girl playing lap steel and singing, is this the song that? She oh yeah, little Malia. Yeah, yeah, y yeah, yeah. She did it. I I, I think that uh, you know again, it's one of the first songs I taught her, and then um, taught taught her the words and everything. So so 
she plays it. She still plays it today, but uh, you know now she can jam on on some of the instrumentals. So um, yeah, she likes doing that, and every time she does that, the, the audience goes nuts. Oh, it's great! Her her little voice and everything. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's... Oh yeah, and 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 you know she's learning a lot of songs. Uh, you know, I, you know I, I introduced new songs to her and so on. So her repertoire is growing, and not only that, she has a parent that is a famous singer here who does the traditional Hawaiian songs. And if I can't do the gig, well, guess who does? It's, it's Malie. Really? She'll go. And, and you know what? She's getting a lot of exposure and a lot of experience and practice of being on the stage and, and, and playing, you know, she has to figure out the, the songs by herself on the stage. And if the mother calls out an instrumental, you know, um, you know, Malia, has to do whatever she can and you know it's amazing you know she'll sit right next to me during lessons and you know, i'll give her a song and then she'll start figuring out the melody oh, on the wow. steel guitar yeah and she's young too i mean she's got yeah. a, a bright long future ahead of her hopefully yeah and i have other young ones like her too yeah that's great yeah so well good so anyway you know um yeah so listeners if you have questions please send them to Troy and I'll be happy to answer whatever I can. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and hope to see you in Hawaii too, you know, Troy, as well as all our, our viewers, I should say. Yeah. If I can yeah. swing it, I was checking flights the other day, but, uh, if I can swing it, I'd love to, love to go there. It's, it's a haul for me. I think it's like 11 hours or something, but, uh, yeah. Uh, from, from, I, well, if you drive up to Chicago, or Midway. Oh. No, if you go to Midway and you go to L.A., well, of course, you know, there's time involved. And then catch Hawaiian Airlines. Hawaiian Airlines over, that would be about five, six hours. But getting over from, say, Midway over to, or even St. Louis, yeah. Yeah. O over to, um, say, someplace like Las, Las Vegas or Los Angeles or San Francisco. Mm -hmm. That would be, I think, three hours about three three and a half hours so yeah would love to have you again oh um, well great <laughs> i'd love to come for sure oh yeah yeah um and and just to let you know so we have three artists from japan coming okay before it was one now we have three nice and they're bringing their students with them so we're going to have a lot of um folks from japan there of course people from other parts of the world too who will be coming to maui I'm looking forward to having just a, a blast and a big, big, big party. Yeah, you know? yeah, it was so much fun last year. Man, I, I got to look into that tonight. Maybe I'll look into the flights again. <laughs> well, I, I, I would like to tell the uh, viewers something else. Uh, we do have cultural workshops as well. Uh, I, I should say we have workshops, still guitar workshops, talk story with some of the artists. Um, we also have uh, workshops um say for spouses or the better halves, you know, like an ukulele workshop, slack key workshop, uh, Hawaiian singing workshop, lay making workshop, and, and so on. So, yeah, it's, it's good for everybody. For everybody, yeah, yeah. Plus music from morning till evening. Mm. So much fun. Can imagine, three days of that. And it's all free. <laughs> it's free. Just got to just got to get the flight and the hotel there, and you're you're set. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much, well, Alan. 
it was a great session once again, and, and I'd like to thank you, Troy, and all the viewers for for viewing this podcast. Yeah, well, it's my pleasure. Each each uh, every two weeks, it's it's always a pleasure to uh, see what we're going to talk about, and it always ends up we, we we got things that we can talk about, and, and uh, hopefully, the, I bet these questions will will pick up, you know, as we keep doing this for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So great. So everybody from Hawaii, aloha. <laughs>